Nations rise and fall, kingdoms come and go. Only the eternal God stays the same, and only His truth provides the solid foundation for our own beloved country. Join Scott Pauling as we examine the unchanging truth of God's Word. Do you love America? I must tell you that as a boy growing up, I was taught to to stand and salute the flag. I was, I was taught to love our national anthem and be grateful for our heritage and uh, celebrate our freedoms and honor our military and those who have died and sacrificed so we could have such freedom. I want my children to have that same love for their country. But I want to remind you that the greatest love is not our love for country, it's our love for Christ. And if we truly love Christ, then we're going to want our country to know Christ. And we've been studying this week the need of a nation. What is the need of a nation? You know, some things never change. In every generation, every nation must come to know God for itself. And we've been walking through Psalm 85 because it's a patriot's prayer. And the author of Psalm 85, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is praying definite things for his country, for his land. Uh, we've learned four of those things already. We've learned we should pray with gratitude. Let's start by thanking God for His blessings in the past. We've learned to pray that God will turn our hearts back to Him. We've learned to pray for spiritual revival. We've learned to pray that we would see and hear from God, uh, that the Lord would, would intervene, that God would show up and work in our midst in an unusual way. That's the great need of our nation. Well, let's continue our list. I hope you're making the list because this is a prayer list for our country. And I hope you'll not only write it down, I hope you'll pray it. Here's the fifth one. We want to pray that we would not turn again from God. Now remember, we've already prayed we would be turned to God. Listen to the end of Psalm 85 and verse 8. The Bible says, He will speak peace unto His people and to His saints, but let them not turn again to folly. Now, one of the greatest dangers is that sometimes the Lord turns us to Himself, and then after a period of time we go right back to our sin. The Bible even refers to uh, the pig going back to wallowing in the mire, uh, the dog returning to its own vomit. That's actually in Scripture. What's it a reference to? Sinners going back to their sin. We need to pray that God would deliver our nation and individuals in our nation uh, from the wickedness and the sin that is so prevalent in our land today. But we need to pray not for the short term. We need to pray that we would not turn again to that folly. We would not turn again from God. We're not just seeking some temporary change, some, some occasional reprieve. No, we want a true and lasting work of God and grace in our land. Pray for that. Number six, pray that God would increase those who fear Him. Listen to verse 9. Surely His salvation is nigh them that fear Him, that glory may dwell in our land. Can I tell you when glory dwells in the land? When the land is filled with people who fear God. I think one of the great things missing today in our land is the fear of God. Romans 1 is a description of those who go into such wickedness and debauchery. And why do they do it? Because there's no fear of God before their eyes. You know, we pray for glory. But glory is the byproduct in our land. It rests on those who fear the Lord. The, the glory that the land enjoys 
only comes when God is glorified, when the glory of God is present. Let's pray that God will be so lifted up and that people will so fear Him that the Lord will be glorified. Let's pray that. Pray that for your church. Pray for a spiritual stirring in your church right now, my friend. You see, families and uh, local church families are the fabric this nation is made of. And if they're strong, then the nation can be reached. Let's start right where we are. Don't get overwhelmed by the magnitude, the size of the nation, or the number of people. Let's pray definite prayers, and let's begin to pray it for the people that we love right where we are. Then number seven, pray that Christ would be lifted up. Did you notice in Psalm 85 that Jesus is there? Oh, yes. Uh, Hundreds and hundreds of years before Messiah came. Listen to verses 10 and 11. Mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Truth shall spring out of the earth and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Somebody says, I don't see the name of Jesus there. Friend, that's exactly what those verses are all about. This is a description of Christ. Only in Jesus does heaven touch earth. Only in Jesus. Listen to it again. Mercy and truth are met together. Where did mercy and truth meet? In the person of Jesus Christ. Where did righteousness and peace kiss each other? At Calvary. Calvary, a righteous God, and the the sacrifice for our peace, for our salvation, they met together. Praise the name of Jesus. Truth sprung out of the earth, was lifted up on that cross, and righteousness looked down from heaven. Do you know what our land needs? It needs Jesus. It needs Christ. Someday every knee will bow. Someday every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let's pray right now for a gospel advance in our land. Let's pray that we can be a part of that, that God will show us how we can get the message of Christ to others. Remember, Jesus said, If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Let's pray that Christ would be lifted up. Number eight, let's pray that God would provide everything that we need. In verse 12 we read, Yea, I love that positive word, don't you? Yea. The Lord shall give that which is good, and our land shall yield her increase. That word yea reminds me of that verse uh, that says that all the promises of God in Christ are yea, and in Him amen to the glory of God by us. Sure, there's a lot of sin and wickedness and a lot of negative things going on in our land, but God's people can put their hope in the Lord, can rest in the God who provides everything that we need. Let's trust Him for what we need at this particular time. Then number nine, pray that God would guide us in the right way. What is the right way? The right way is His way. Listen to verse 13. Righteousness shall go before Him and shall set us in the way of His steps. As a boy, I remember following my grandpa through the snow, trying to keep up with those giant footsteps, literally setting my feet in His steps. That's the picture here, that we would follow the wonderful steps of our God. Charles Sheldon wrote that, famous book years ago, In His Steps, about what would happen if a community truly lived by the little question, what would Jesus do? It became quite a question and lots of people have talked about it. May I tell you, that only happens when revival comes. People only consider God when there's a spiritual awakening. Let's pray that God would awaken us and guide us in the right way. And then I bring you to the final thing on our prayer list, the need of our nation, how to pray for our country. Are you ready? Number 10. Pray for yourself. Now, please don't miss this. I want you to notice that all through Psalm 85, the psalmist included himself. Too many of our prayers are in the third person. They need to be in the first person. And not they, but we, me. 
It's easy for us to pray, Lord, revive them, revive others. Uh, we, we even pray that way. Uh, in verse 6 here, he says, Will thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? He included himself. In another psalm, Psalm 138, verse 7, he prayed uh, that in the midst of trouble thou wilt revive me. That's where it gets very deeply personal. National answers come through personal prayers. National awakenings come through individual revival. Revival must begin in me. It must begin in you. Let's pray for ourselves today that God will help us to be right with Him where we ought to be. The great New Hebrides revival of a generation ago began when two women and a group of three or four men got thoroughly right with God and then began to pray for their nation. God sent it. He sent a great spiritual awakening. I believe He can do it again. Let's begin by praying for ourselves. And let's continue to pray for the land that we love. Oh, my friend, this is the great need of our nation. The greatest work a Christian can do for his country is pray. Would you join us today in praying for America? We have a blessed heritage, and yet, we are a needy people. You may find additional helpful resources at scottpauley.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon on Enjoying the Journey.